What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? You are tuned in to the Arrowhead Chief Podcast, episode 136. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. We got a lot of things to speak on. Training camp, Chris Jones, and I got a brand new theory for y'all to bring to y'all live and in person. Let's talk Chiefs. Yeah, Arrowhead Chiefs. It's your girl Miss Nicole. Okay. We a hustle, baby. Uh-huh. Started from the bottom, now we here. My homie at the start of his career. Let's go. Try to win them early, hit the truth. Uh-huh. Tune in every Sunday for the juice. Arrowhead Chief Podcast, bringing all the news. Yes, sir. If you miss the play, come back for reviews. Out here repping for the crew. Post-game highlights, go subscribe on YouTube. Uh-huh. If you miss the play, come back for reviews. Post-game highlights, go subscribe on YouTube. Uh-huh. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's having a good Monday. We're back, episode 136 of the Arrowhead Chief Podcast. What's going on? How you feeling, man? Feeling good just watching all these training camp uh, clips. You know, the Justin Ross clips, the Sky Moore clips, the Rishi Rice clips. Uh, they're taking over Twitter right now. So I've just been watching those. Uh, just ready for preseason, man. Ready for some football. Thank you. Your mic might have cut out. <laughs> all right. So I guess Chris is going to try to get that fixed. But yeah, like I was saying, you know, everybody's seeing all these uh, clips on Twitter. You know, Justin Ross, Rishi Rice, Sky Moore, even the defense, the secondary looks really good um, in training camp right now. I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the secondary. If you take a look at this unit, you know, going into last training camp, there were so many question marks, you know, about the unit other than Legereus Sneed. Um, but outside of that, there was a lot of question marks. And then, you know, obviously fast forward to this year, you get to training camp and you see these guys performing, uh, these young guys, especially, you know, I know Nazi Johnson was having a really good camp before he tore his ACL. So that's unfortunate. So hopefully, you know, that he can heal from that, come back next year, ready to go uh, even better. Um, but go ahead, Chris. I think we can hear you now. Or not. But anyway, so yeah, the Nazi Johnson uh, ACL tear, that's not ideal. Um, And then looking at some other things, offensive line, you know, obviously I talked about that being the biggest question mark probably headed into this training camp. I think uh, they performed pretty well throughout, you know, Jawan Taylor especially has performed um, up to standards, uh, you know, especially with that contract the Chiefs gave him playing on their right side. And then uh, at the, on the left side, did Donovan Smith, you know, that was my biggest question mark. I thought Jawan Taylor would be fine, but Donovan Smith, I was a little bit worried about heading into, uh, Heading into this, and I haven't heard any uh, reports of him struggling or anything like that. And then you're hearing the reports of uh, B.J. Thompson, edge rusher, uh, going going up against the second and the third unit uh, tackles and, and just causing havoc, you know, against those guys. So maybe we'll get to see him go up against the first team a little bit more um, in, in training camp and obviously in preseason Maybe he'll get some of those reps and we can see, you know, what we got in him because he's a speed rusher. Uh, something we talked about when he came out of college, you know, he has elite speed, elite bend for an edge guy. And that's something that you definitely, uh, you know, the Chiefs were lacking. You know, you got Carl Loftus, obviously, he's more of a, a pure, not a pure pass rusher, but more of a. You there, Chris? Yeah, my thing was messing up. My bad. No, no, you're good. But uh, Clarence will be in in a minute. Uh, he, he's occupied right now, but he'll be he'll be here in a minute. So, but go ahead and finish what you were saying, Ty. 
Yeah, I was just saying with B.J. Thompson, you know, we're seeing the reports of him, you know, tearing up the second and the third team offensive line. Uh, so hopefully we'll get to see him get some more first team reps. He's one of those speed rushers, and that's something that uh, the Chiefs were lacking for sure. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, talked about it already, but, you know, from what I'm seeing, uh, the wide receivers are tearing yep. up in our training camp. Uh, the corners are getting tested, <laughs> you know, especially Joshua Williams. He had to get tested. Um, uh, defensive line looking good. Um, FAU, I know he had a slow start, but he's starting to uh, show some of the tools that he had uh, with the pass rush, uh, some of the other tools that he had as far as rushing the passer. That's why it was one of the reasons why I liked that the Chiefs picked him in the first round. So he's starting to uh, – turn up a little bit. Like you said, B.J. Thompson is starting to get a little run. I heard Charles Aminiou is looking really good. George is looking good. So the defensive line as a whole is really looking good. What's up, Joe? How you living, man? Um, What else? What else? Uh, offensive line. I'm hearing good things about the offensive line. Heard the offensive line is looking really good. Um, uh, Donovan Smith is holding up. They said Jawan Taylor is looking uh pretty good out there against the uh, first team defensive line. They said that interior offensive line is looking sharp as usual, as we all expected tuning Creed and um, uh, uh, Smith. Trey Smith is looking real good. So I'm liking what I'm here. I'm liking what I'm here, man. For sure, for sure, Joe. Yeah, I agree, especially with the tackles, because uh, I talked about that being, you know, the biggest concern heading into training camp, and they've performed well. I haven't heard anything about Donovan Smith struggling, so that's definitely good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So hopefully they can keep stacking these days with this offensive line, and you never know. This might be the best offensive line Pat has had, you know, ever. You know. Uh, yeah, that's definitely possible because, uh, you know, we – Andrew Wiley was a question mark at right tackle. I'm mm. trying to think of, you know, who we had there. Niang was there. He was probably, you know, better than Wiley overall. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I agree this could be the best offensive line because Orlando Brown's, you know, gone now. Andrew Wiley, they both were top five in pressures last year allowed. So. And I'm pretty for sure right now the camp battle is probably between Niang and Wanye Morris for that swing tackle position. So, uh, we'll see how that develops uh, as the coming weeks come, and especially in preseason when the guys get live reps and in, in, in live games. We'll probably see who who emerges, you know, out of these preseason games, out of Hemp, Morris, and uh, Niang. So definitely interested to see in that. Uh, speaking of defensive line, Chris Jones is missing in camp, man. He's held out all week. Um. He, you know, obviously he wants to get paid. The reports are he wants something close to what Aaron Donald has in the 30 million range. And uh, from what I'm hearing, the Chiefs are not, you know, they don't want to give him 30 million. It's from what I'm hearing, you know. Uh, so this is an ongoing thing. I know you have your thoughts, Ty, so I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah, so my thoughts on this Chris Jones thing, um, and I said it earlier in the chat, I think it goes back to last year with the Tyreek Hill stuff because, you know, we didn't pay Tyreek Hill in order to pay Chris Jones. At least I remember people saying that. And now here we are, and the money's there. It's not like we don't have the money to pay Chris Jones. I believe the money is there, not unless it's a, you know, a cash issue, which people have been saying is, is a possibility. But I think the money's there. I think this deal should be done by now. I mean, I've been saying that for a month now, but this is what I feared was him missing training camp, not because he needs to be there to get in shape or anything like that, but just, you know, like we said, Saturday in the space, the veteran, you know, just having that veteran there, especially with all these young guys on the defense as a whole, but on that defensive line is pretty young too. Yeah, I hear you. No, um, you know, I've been one of the ones banging the drum that the deal is going to get done. And look, I still, there's time still for the deal to get done. You know, uh, when I know preseason is coming up this week, Thursday is the first, you know, the Hall of Fame game. But I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get worried until we like, we're like the third preseason game. And if he's like <laughs> not here or whatever, that's when it's like, all right, 
I don't know if they're going to pay him now. So uh, it's definitely something to look out for, but I still think it gets done. I still think it may – I just think there is little new, new, little minute things that they're far apart on, and I think finally it comes together. Missing camp always leads to nagging injuries, plague season. This is true. This is true. Um, hamstrings and groin injuries and stuff like that. Um, they, it definitely can happen, but I'm pretty for sure what's your name staying in shape. Um, I'm not gonna be too. Yeah, worried. it looked like he was working. Uh, I think I seen on his Instagram he's doing work. So I'm not really worried about that. It's just like I said, having that veteran leader there uh, goes a long way. Yeah, so definitely something to look out for. Something to look out for. Um, let's talk about some of these wide receiver standouts. Uh, Man, like so, as we know, this year the question mark for this season was the wide receivers. Um, no more Juju. Um, now we're going into the second year of Sky Moore, uh, Kadarius Tony, who's already <laughs> he already got injured, had to get exactly, he had to get his knee scoped, you know. And then, you know, reports are saying that he should he might be ready for the beginning of the season or he might, you know. It might take him, you know, a little bit middle of the season, you know, depending on how how he responds to, you know, his knee being, you know, worked on a little bit or cleaned up. So we'll see on that front. But we all came into this season knowing that Kadarius Tony had an injury problem. Um, then you have, you know, everybody's offseason favorite and Justin Ross. Um, everybody had, you know. No expectations for him, you know, especially with his injury history, yeah, with his neck injury, then he had the foot injury, and you know, he had a red shirt year, and he was, you know, undrafted. So a lot of people didn't have any expectations, you know. <clears throat> but he's making, you know, he's seizing the opportunities with Kadarius Tony being out right now. Um, and he's stacking these days. Sky Moore is looking real good out there. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, yeah he's looking real. Sky's, you know, looking good. Looks like he's uh, taking that next step. Looks like he's playing fast out there now. Especially Just, in those one-on-ones. Yeah, Justin Watson talked about it today or yesterday in his presser saying this guy looks like he's playing faster. Looks like he's got the playbook. Even Coach Reed has said it. Patrick Mahomes has said Sky looks good. Uh, even MVS, I'll give MVS. He's looked good in camp, and it looks like him and Patrick is starting to develop that that uh, chemistry on those deep yeah. shots that they they missed on last year. Started getting better a little bit down the season, but it looks like this year they've really worked on that, uh, trying to you know connect on those deep shots because we all know MVS. He was brought in to kind of be that deep threat that we're missing in Tyreek Hill. So hopefully they can capitalize and we can get some of those big plays that we were missing out on last year um, with MVS this year. So, and I, I think there's opportunity. Even, oh, and Rasheed Rice, he's looking real good. Looks like he's playing pretty fast for a rookie. We all know that rookies and, and, and Andy Reid's system <laughs> don't tend to, you know, get a lot of run and opportunity. Um, and he's uh, from the time of OTAs to – now, when putting the pads on, he looks like he hasn't skipped a beat. Looks like he's out there making plays, catching touchdowns in the red zone. Looks like he's playing a little faster than what he did when his last year at SMU. I know he was dealing with a foot injury. Yeah. So it looks like he's pretty healed from that. So he's playing faster. He's, his speed is picked up, which is a good thing. You know, if we can get the Rasheed Rice, as I heard, you know, I've heard many people say in 20, his 2021 tape, he looked faster. You know, yeah, so, I saw that too. So if he can play faster, then I'm definitely, you know, intrigued to see what Rasheed Rice can do in this office year one. Maybe he gets a little bit more opportunities than what Sky Moore got. We'll never know, you know. <laughs> you know how Andy Reid is. He'll Andy Reid will play Justin Watson over him still. He'll showcase him in, in the training camp and in preseason, and then when the seasons come, he'll have like two snaps. Exactly against Detroit, so <laughs> so <laughs> so so we'll see. But I, I'm excited for this receiving core. Um, oh, and um, Richie James, 
Richie James yeah, is looking James. really good. He looks like he's going to be a definitely a, a player in this in this offense. He's going to get many opportunities. He had like what six hundred yards last year with yeah. the Giants, so he's definitely going to be somebody to look out for and uh, possibly be a, a cog in this offense uh, for Andy Reid to use as a chess piece, as he always does. So, hey, Ty KTM man was talking up Justin. Oh. Just which Justin? Justin who? Watson or, or <laughs> Ross? Watson or Ross? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I don't know. It better not be Watson. There ain't nothing to talk about to him. Exactly. No, man, I agree with you with the receivers, and I really think this this receiver core has the potential to be the best core that Mahomes has had, and that includes those teams with Tyreek Hill because we know when we had Tyreek Hill, and obviously Sammy Watkins, you know, that's – Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. in 2021 when Sammy Watkins was gone, the, the receiver core was what? Byron Pringle, Mecole Hardman obviously getting snaps in there. It was just a lot of a second- and third-tier guys. We didn't really have – a real second option though, obviously, you know, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek, but we didn't have like that third guy. I feel like this team, it could be really uh, any guy, any week. And we're seeing that throughout training camp because every day it's somebody else having a big day. Like you said, one day it's Richie James, one day it's MBS, one day it's Sky, one day it's Justin Ross. They're all, you know, having big days just at different times. Something we expected, honestly. Yeah, man. Um, Look, if Justin Ross becomes a major player in this offense, that's probably going to be one of the biggest steals as far as undrafted free agents. Yeah. Um, probably, you know, in the history of, you know, somebody getting picked in, a, in, in as an undrafted free agent because we all know the clout, you know, before he came, before he got the neck injury or the spine injury, um, he was looked at as a number one wide receiver. And this was this is the guy who his freshman year at Clemson, he was he was the man, you know. This is yep. the same. This is the team that had T. Higgins on it, T. and <laughs> T. Higgins wasn't a freshman, I don't think. He yeah, was, he, he was he was like a junior or senior. Yeah. You know? So like, he was the best receiver on that team. There was a couple of other receivers. I think I think Renfro was on that team. I don't yeah, know. Ren, Renfro too. Yeah. I think Renfro was on that team, but still, like, he was the best receiver in their freshman year. And the second year, he was about to stack <laughs> on his freshman year. But then they found out that he had that spinal problem and he had to get that surgery. And then he came back. His foot chin, injury. Yeah. And a junior, bad quarterback, too. That, bad, <laughs> that DJU, whatever his name is. I ain't even trying to say I always his name. say DJ your ass ugly. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> he was terrible. And he had to make the best out of that situation. Once Trevor Lawrence was gone, it was just like, yeah. You know, so <clears throat> if Justin Ross can get back to the form that he was, you know, coming into his, you know, his sophomore year, then maybe we got something, you know. Maybe we got a diamond in the rough over here. So, Yeah, I oh. definitely think so because, I mean, I think I've seen a mock draft and it was before he got hurt in his freshman year. They were saying, you know, if he came out right now, he would be a top 15 pick. That was as a freshman. Um, and I don't really think that the – I know the production dropped off a little bit, but like you said, the injuries – and then obviously that last year, that Clemson team was just bad. That was just a bad Clemson team. Um, obviously, no Trevor. They just lost so much heading into that season. It was going to be hard for them to be successful. Yeah, I agree. So, but yeah, man, I'm excited for this receiving core, man. I really am. Um, I can't wait to see them in preseason. Yeah. Because you know, especially uh, Sky Rasheed Rice. And uh, Justin Ross, they're probably going to get a lot of playing time in, in preseason because they probably want to. They probably MVS will probably get a few snaps. Uh, Justin Watson, you know, they, he's a veteran. He's so probably getting wide receiver one snaps. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. I think I think Richie James and MVS and you know the veteran guys are probably going to yeah. get the number one snaps, and then they'll probably put Justin Ross and. Yeah, Rasheed Rice and let the young guys go out there and play Sky too. Let them get some run and see what they can do in the preseason. And you know, if they make the best of their opportunities in preseason, maybe they get a lot more run. You know, yeah. 
How many and, receivers do you think they're going to keep? I know everybody's having this discussion of six. I don't, I don't see them keeping seven. I'm going to be honest. I just don't see it. The only reason why I say seven is because you can't put Kadarius Tony on the pup list because yeah, once he pra- once he once he practiced that one practice, you can't put him on the pup list no more. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put Kadarius Tony on IR. To return now, if they do that, then they're definitely keeping seven. I agree with that. Who <laughs> is this kid? And why? This okay, okay. Listen, I got you, Ty. Y'all gotta stop calling Ty a kid. He's a grown man. <laughs> a grown I'm man. in my own car, my own whip. <laughs> His power is out right now because Kansas City is tripping right now. You know what I'm saying? They got the little storm or whatever, and it knocked his power out. So my man's in the car right now. He he's dedicated. This is dedication yeah. over my here. My phone's on three <laughs> percent. Charging it up. Dedication over here, man. No, nah, but uh, definitely, like I said, I'm excited to see what this receiving core can do. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they keep. So I just like you said, if they put him on he's IR. He's twelve at best. <laughs> no, he's, not. he's not twelve. How old are you, Ty? If they do put KT on IR, then they're definitely keeping. They're definitely keeping seven. Who do you think? Who do you think that's going to be though? Um, of course, it's going to be MVS. It's going to be Sky. Rasheed Rice is definitely making the team. Um, I think Justin Watson makes the team. Um, I mean, of course, you got to put Kadarius Tony. That's five. Who am I missing? You can't yeah, put him on. You can't, can't put him. Now. You can't put him on pup because he already practiced one time. You got to put him on IR. Um, who else? Did I say Richie James? Yeah, I think you said Richie James. Sky, so you got MVS. Richie James, MVS, Sky. Ross, Rice, Sky. That's five. Maybe Nikio, what's his name? Jimio? Yeah. Maybe. Nico Romaggio, I think. Yeah. I think so. But still, he was out there. <laughs> regardless, <laughs> regardless of how quick it was, he was out there. So they he counted. He got hurt in warmups. He got hurt one, but he still was out there in practice. Yep. So I'm, I'm just going off what Pete Sweeney said. Pete Sweeney said this on 16 Sports. He said that they cannot put him on pub list because he was out there already. So they have to put him on IR if anything. Um, but yeah, um, that that was probably be the six. It probably be six. You're right. It'll probably be six. Yeah. That's only because, like I said, if they put Kadarius Tony on uh, IR, then they're probably gonna have to do seven. Yeah. And like I said, the what's his uh, Nikio guy? He might be playing himself in position. I definitely think he's gonna be special teamer because he's he, he he's a. Real good punt returner. He was that's how he was when he coming out of college, you know. So maybe he, and he's looking good as far as you know receiver too. He's been making some pretty good catches in camp. Yeah, so. that catch he made, I think it was yesterday where he he almost did a backflip catching that ball. <laughs> yeah, no. So so uh, something interesting to look at if they keep six or seven. So especially with no fullback now, that could open up a spot. So. Uh, another player that's coming in undrafted, Daenerys Prince. Yep. Now, he's been making a lot of noise in camp, you know, catching the football out of the backfield. Now, Isaiah Pacheco, he's still kind of – he's got the yellow jersey on, so he hasn't really been practicing with the ones. It's been Clyde. It's been um, uh, Jarek McKinnon, and it's been Daenerys Prince. He's been getting a lot of opportunities out there too. Um, so – it raises the question, do you see them keeping four 
running backs this year? Yeah, I think they do. And I've seen somebody say, like, it's not usual for Andy to keep four running backs, but they kept four running backs uh, last season and the season before that, if I remember correctly. So it's not like it would be anything out of the realm of possibility. I mean, one of those guys isn't going to be active game day, obviously. Uh, who's who's that going to be? I think that'll be a week-to-week thing. Maybe it'll be Prince to start, but maybe throughout the season, uh, CH ends up not being active for games. I like to call him Baby Bijan. <laughs> you and Sean <laughs> Robinson. He's the consolation prize because we didn't draft the – we didn't yeah, get Sean Robinson, yeah. which we, we knew wasn't going to happen. But. We're never going to get him, Joe. It's okay, though. It's okay. We can all dream. We can all dream. Just but like no. they'll, they'll never trade for – I know this is something else. Jonathan Taylor, that's not happening. Um, no, no. No. Beach will never pay a running back big money because he goes out and gets guys like Daenerys Prince who looking good in camp so far. Exactly. Isaiah Pacheco, who tore it up last year in camp, and once he got his opportunities in the regular season when Clyde got hurt, he didn't look back. So and he's gonna he's projected to be the number one running back this year. So we all expect Isaiah Pacheco to tear it up this year, especially from an all-purpose standpoint. So um <clears throat> Yeah, I don't see them ever trading for uh, Jonathan Taylor or somebody like that. So, if the Colts won't pay him, what exactly. do you think we would? Oh, most definitely. Oh, definitely I agree. Not. I agree. <laughs> he's yeah. gonna. He's probably gonna have to go to like the Bucks or somebody trash like that to help Baker out. I can so. see Dallas being in on him, even though they got Pollard. They like to use two running backs down there. I wouldn't be shocked. Plus, with Pollard having, you know, an injury coming off a knee, yeah. you know, you never know. So, but Ursay oh. says he's not going to trade him anyway, so we'll see. But is Ursay becoming the worst owner now that Dan Snyder's gone? I think he is. I re- I really think he's taking that spot, and I think it's hurting uh, the GM too a lot because I actually feel like that GM had a really good off season. Like he put together a good draft, you know, picked up some guys in free agency, and now this like. Yeah, because they finally Jonathan Taylor to grow with your young quarterback. Yeah, because they finally went out and got a damn quarterback instead of trying to get some some retread drive. You know what I'm saying? Last year was Matt Ryan. I know they had Phillip Rivers one year. Like, yeah, they now still Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Brown is bad. He's up there. He's up there. He's cheap. He's we'll cheap, but we'll, we'll I still think he's gonna pay his guys. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what he does with Burrow. Burrows. <laughs> he's definitely paying Burrow and Chase. Definitely he's, now. Higgins is the one that I think probably ends up going. Yeah, I think he leaves in free agency like next year, unless they. He's gonna get a bag from somebody with. I think a team with the young quarterback, you know, or a team that drafts a quarterback is going to be looking at, all right, let's pick him up and pair them with that young quarterback. No, I agree. I definitely agree. All right, man. So I was trying to wait for Clarence to get here, but I'm going to go ahead and drop this theory on y'all. I've been thinking about this. I've I've been in the lab thinking about this. He's been cooking this up. He's going to mess that all up. <laughs> uh, so, we've been talking about Chris Jones, right? And uh, this this can happen with or without him, right? Now, we, we all know that Chris Jones is a major cog as far as a pass rusher, right? Now, this offseason, they kind of went left with the pass rusher. Like, FAU isn't a typical... Steve Spagnolia, yeah, pass rusher. He's 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 more of a speed guy, um, coming off the edge type, stand up, pass rusher. B.J. Thompson, they drafted what fifth round? Yeah, I think it's another, a fifth round pick. Yeah. Another one of those guys. Last year, Leo Chanel was known as one of those type of pass rushers from a linebacker standpoint. Been hearing in camp that George Karloftis has been standing up. Doing things from as a pass rusher, Charles Aminiu, who's he's a he has a defensive end body, but he could play D tackle. What if they had a plan B? 
which I believe you know all GMs have Plan B, C. Yeah, they definitely B. got a Plan B. But what if they planned? What if they said we have an alternative plan, and they're moving towards more so a Joe Cullen type of defense instead of a Steve Spags type of defense, or mixing it a little bit? Next year, you know who's going to be a free agent? Just um, off the top of your head, or free agent? Wait, what did you hear you say? Or free agents from the defensive end standpoint? Or defense end? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm really, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. Maybe one of those dudes from Washington. No. Well, yeah, Chase Young. But uh, Josh Josh Allen from Jacksonville, who yep. was coached by. And w- they already talked about the Chiefs being in on him, like every tr- uh, trade deadline. But yeah, Josh Allen from Jacksonville, who was coached by Joe Cullen. Brian Burns, <laughs> another one who was coached, you know, who who's who's in that mode of that type of defensive end. So my theory is, and this is just a theory. I'm not saying that this is ironclad. This is something that is going to happen. But I'm just saying, what if they planned? Okay, if Chris doesn't, if we can't come to a deal. With Chris Jones, maybe we got to change our philosophy a little bit over here. Maybe we need to use, maybe we need to get pass rushers that fit more Joe's type than more Spags. Now, Spags ain't getting no younger either. He's getting up there in age. And I think eventually they will transition to where Joe Cullen may be the defensive coordinator. And that because I, I like I said, the BJ Thompson pick was kind of like a I ain't gonna say it was a head scratcher, but it was different. It wasn't your typical Spags defensive end. He know you like he likes the big six, seven, yep. 290 pound guy who's a bull rusher, like George, more like yep. George, you know, like George. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Frank wasn't like that. He said, Why you gotta boo me? I'm just it's just a theory, man. It's just a theory. Yeah. I'm not saying, With I'm all due respect, Chris, I, I, you know, the theories, it's a theory. I hope that doesn't happen because um, I just think it's it's different when you're getting that pressure from the interior versus the edge I agree. Guys. I agree. I'm not saying that I want it to happen. I'm no, just I know saying. you don't. I'm just saying, what if they are going for a plan B to where they have pass rushers a different type of pass rush. They're preparing for life after Chris Jones, which it would be next year. I mean, it's it's definitely possible if they want to get you know the edge. They don't get because like, if they don't give that money to Chris, yeah, maybe they get that money to Josh Allen. Maybe they get that money to Brian Burns. That money's got to. I agree with that. Money's got to go somewhere. Obviously. I'm not saying it'll happen. Uh, that's what Charles Amenehu comes in. That's true. I do think Amenehu will be playing on the inside a lot. I think that's, that's what that's what that's where Keandre Colburn comes in at. I just said, don't, I just don't know, man. I, I get what you're saying, saying, and it makes sense. I'm not sense, saying but... it's the right thing. I'm just saying. They don't just make moves just to be making moves. They don't just do stuff. Brett Veach, you know what Brett Veach does a lot of times? And y'all just, y'all, y'all ignore it. He will dangle it right in front of your face. Yeah. He'll do just like this, right under y'all noses. And y'all just be like, nah, you know, y'all look right past it. And then when he drop it on y'all lap, the whole time he's been showing you, what he been doing? So I'm just saying, man. It's just a theory. I ain't saying it's going to happen. Don't kill me over here. I know y'all like to kill me because my last, you know, theory with the Justin Jefferson, you see uh, Joe over here talking about Jefferson. We ain't getting Jefferson, man. It ain't happening. See, I think I almost like the, the, Je- the Jefferson theory better just because I like Justin Jefferson that much. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I want it to happen. But I'm just saying, sometimes you got to plan for plan B. What if we don't get Chris back? What if we don't come to an agreement? You got to cover you, you got to cover yourself. And I'm not this saying it's the, the right cover. I really had on Chris Jones and it was you trade him for Quentin Williams and like a third round pick, but then obviously Quentin Williams got paid. That's one I would have done too cuz you're, you know, I mean Quentin Williams is on trajectory to to have a Chris Jones like career. Yeah, but why would you just I mean, I'm not going to uh, – I like Quentin Williams, but I'm not about to trade only because he's younger, yeah, but I'm not going to trade a what if – not even a what if, but he doesn't get the sacks that – He doesn't. He Chris doesn't Jones get 15 get. sacks. Like, Chris Jones is light years better. Like, maybe Quentin Williams develops into that, but since Chris Jones has been here, he's been that. Like he's his, his past person skills have been there. Now he's developed in other areas, especially last year. He developed better in the run game. Was a little bit more patient because uh, the knock on Chris Jones was what he 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 was a he was a sack crazed dude. He'd go for the sacks and he would run past the running back. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying he would you know there to get a big game because he was going after the quarterback. He was head hunting. Now. This year, or past season, he was a little bit more patient with his pass rush, and and he was better against the run. So, <clears throat> I think he's he's coming into his prime now, to where he's you know, you know, probably the best defensive tackle, or at least one A one B to Aaron Donald when Aaron Donald's healthy. You know, so like I said, I ain't trying to trade. I'm not trying to you know say don't pay that man. I'm not trying to trade Chris Jones. All I'm saying is, what if they plan for this plan B just in case Chris Jones doesn't want to sign? He's, I mean, he's playing this season, regardless. Well, regardless of what happened, he's playing with the Kansas City Chiefs for the 2023 2024 season. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere, he's going to be playing. Do you think there's a chance he holds out? No, I mean that's a lot of money to miss out on, though. That's what I'm saying. He's not gonna hold that. Well, he get 28 million this year. Yeah, yeah, and I know it's not guaranteed, but still, that's 28 million. He ain't walk away with 28 million. No, nobody's so, leaving that money on the table. Not even no. in a negotiation. Exactly. Period. So, like I said, I'm still holding out hope that you know Chris Jones still gets signed. You know what I'm saying? I still believe that it still can get done. It's or is it's it's still. You know, preseason is about to be here, but until we start flirting with regular season games, I'm still holding out hope. But all I'm saying is, what if Brad Beach and his team hadn't had a plan B? Because, like I said, they don't draft players just just for no reason, just to say, "Oh, let's see what this guy can do." No, they they draft for the future. Yeah, that's kind of why I think they drafted. He is, but he's. I mean, it's one thing to lose money for a week. It's Joe. one thing to lose $50,000 versus $28 million. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to lose it for a week. And he maybe he holds out this week, too. You know, maybe he got a two week plan. And a lot of times. He, was, he said a two week plan. And, and a lot of times, these dudes don't want to come to train camp. Let's just keep it real. They don't want to be out there in that high. It's hot. St. Joe. You see, you see, uh, Travis Kelsey slapping people, beating people up. There's been a fight in training camp like almost every day. Yeah, which is a non-issue. I know that's training camp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll be out there, man. It's hot out there, man. It's 100 degrees. It feels like 110. Yeah, you know, and you know, Andy Reid runs like 175 plays a day. Like, yeah, I won't be out there. They, they, they know what I bring to the table. So I'm definitely, you know, I think this is just, like I said, that was just my theory. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It may not even be true, but I'm just saying maybe Brett Veach had an alternative just in case this is the last season for Chris Jones. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. 
Let's talk about Sean Payton, Ty. Yeah, Sean Payton. He's over there making headlines already, talking trash about Nathaniel Hackett, the old coach for the Denver Broncos. Now, we know Denver, they had a, a kind of a loud offseason last year, making headlines, getting Russell Wilson, a.k.a. Les Ride, um, Mr. Unlimited. And it didn't go as planned, you know. Russell Wilson didn't look too good. Nathaniel Hackett looked incompetent as a head coach. So he took his talents up north and went to the New York Jets. And what did the New York Jets do? They got A.A. Ron, baby. Because you know why? Him and Nathaniel Hackett are like this. And did you see what Rogers, uh, Rogers said in response? Yeah, I saw all that, man. But for those who don't know, Sean Payton was in there talking mess, talking trash, saying that saying that the Jets, all they want to do is make headlines over there. They want to win the offseason. We want to win games. You know what I'm saying? Talking, just talking trash. And then he, you know, recanted his statements and was like, oh, you know, I had my my commentator head on at the time. And so and I just think he saw Robert Solo from them arms, and he was like, y'all don't want no smoke with that. <laughs> I don't want no problems. My bad, Rob. My bad. I ain't, I ain't want nothing. But Aaron Rodgers responded and just said, you know, mind your damn business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You worry about your team, and we got what we got over here. We'll see y'all week five when we whoop that ass. I'm paraphrasing. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he didn't say all that, but that's you know that's what he was thinking too. You know, he he's gonna put a little extra sauce on that game, you know. So. Yeah, I actually I you know, I agree with what Rogers said. I think it was way out of line. I get the coaching was bad last year. Everybody knows that. That's something you can just keep behind closed doors. Like you don't go out and, and say that in a press conference and Honestly, let's call it like it is. Who's Sean Payton to be telling people, you know, how to coach a team? Let's, let's call it like it is. He won one Super Bowl with Drew Brees. His playoff record is not that great. And he had Bounty Gate. I, I really think Sean Payton's kind of getting a big head to where he thinks maybe he's like a Bill Belichick or Andy Reid type coach. He's not up there for me. Um, not anywhere close to those guys. And I really think he was trying to have a built-in excuse what was this like on day one of training camp i think he showed up and he said he looked around and he said this is way worse than what i thought it was <laughs> he said this is way worse i had a he had to come up with some kind of built-in excuse that way if things do fail he can just be like well you know it was bad coaching last year it was a lot for them to learn it was just a a, a bad you know a bad trans transformation i guess where to look for yeah, I look. I think Sean Payton is a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach because, like you said, there was a lot of dark days with him and the Saints. Yeah, you know, with Drew Brees and you know, but for whatever reason, you can say you know the defense wasn't that good. You know, for a lot of those years or whatever. But still, you know, they missed the playoffs a lot. They did, <laughs> and Brees. then they lost in the playoffs a lot when they were they were the one seed that one year, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it, and you know, Drew Brees put up a lot of he put up big numbers, but it was a lot of them years that he put up them five thousand yards where he was out of the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> I, I agree, Sean Payton. He needs to just mind his business. He probably, like you said, he probably showed up to camp and was like, <laughs> man. Russell Wilson is trash right there. Like, I'm not feeling this at all. I don't know why I took this job, which I never understood why he took the job. In the Me first. either. Like, I would have waited another year probably yeah. to take a different job. Yeah. Or I thought Sean Pay would want like a clean slate. You know, in Denver, there's already a lot of like, you know, decisions you don't get to make. Your quarterback's Russell Wilson. You don't get to move off of him with that contract anytime soon. Yeah. So I really thought he would go somewhere where he could probably get, you know, a young quarterback and build them up. But I feel like, you know, maybe with him being a little bit older, he wanted to go to a team he felt ready to compete. The problem is he showed up at day one training camp and realized they're not ready to compete. <laughs> and then he picked the division with, with Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Right? And Justin Herbert. Yeah, Herbert, who, who just got paid. So – Exactly. Yeah. He's going to be in here for another 10 years probably too. 
Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know who who's looking bad. Who's looking worse, Denver or the Raiders? Because we all know how the Raiders look. You know, I think based off of coaching, I do think Sean Payton is a way better coach than Josh McDaniels. Oh, he's light years better than yeah. Josh yeah, I, I think he's light years better. Than but that's a low bar to clear. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's nothing to be even be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> But I just saw that Tim Patrick got carted off, so he might be hurt again. Man, he's this will be like the third year in a row he's gotten hurt. Yeah, that's going to be a death blow for them because uh, he's one of their better wide receivers for sure. Yeah, and then they got that other receiver that I still haven't seen anything from, Hamler. He's yeah. get, he, They got a lot of injury-prone receivers over there, even Jerry Judy. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's on the field. He's good, but. And Gordon Sutherland ain't too healthy either. He always get hurt too. Yeah, you know we never talk about that. We never talk about how Denver and and is like a replica of the Chargers when it comes yeah. to and injuries. <laughs> They're like the knockoff version of the Chargers. It's like the Spider Man, you know. Yeah, they pointing at each other like, yeah, that's a good discovery, Ty. You know what I'm saying? We need to discuss that a lot more. That, yeah, for the Denver Broncos are just as hurt and injury prone as the Chargers. They are, and it is don't stop at the receivers either. I mean, you look around. Obviously, the offensive line struggles to stay healthy too. The tight ends, the tight end. I remember when Noah Fant was there; he was always getting hurt. Then he went up to Seattle. I don't. I can't remember if he stayed healthy all the last year. But yeah, he yeah, it's. It looks like another uh we're gonna have this division wrapped up by uh Thanksgiving again. So I think so. Because with the Chargers, I know they drafted uh that receiver, but I don't think they needed another receiver to be honest with you. They got mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I just think they needed they need better coaching, let's just call it like it is. That's where Sean Payton should have went, but they didn't fire the coach. Yeah. Yeah, Quentin Johnson looks like he's making plays out there though. I will say that. Yeah, he does. We're talking about look up, he's catching a you know nice little pass. So maybe 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 he's going to be the cog in their offense that they need. You know, probably. I mean, maybe once Mike Williams, and, you know, and Keenan Allen uh, probably get hurt eventually. I don't wish that on them, obviously, but you know they're going to miss some time throughout the season. That's just you, a given. You know, Keenan Allen, <laughs> hamstring. He's so, missing like five weeks at least. You know, Mike Williams, he, you know, other than last year, he's usually relatively healthy, but you know Keenan Allen is going to get hurt. Yeah. He, he's like, you know, what Kadarius Tony is now, that's, that's what Keenan Allen has become. You know, that's what he's been, you know. They always get hurt all the time. Yeah. All the time. Always. One thing you always can count on is death, taxes, and charges, players getting hurt. Exactly. And then they it's always like they sign a big free agent and then they play like two weeks and they get hurt. Like what's going on with that medical staff over there? They're terrible. They're terrible. They are. Now I believe the report on you know, they had that report on all the, <laughs> the teams like staff and all that stuff. Yeah. The facilities. I believe all their report. I, they should they definitely should have had an F. On their on their medical staff, yeah, they should have. What did they have? I feel like they had one of the higher grades, which I just couldn't. How, how sway? How? Yeah, exactly. I'm like maybe, but then again, the players grade it, so maybe their you know their medical staff is really nice, but they ain't, they're not getting the job done. This is the same medical staff that tried to take out Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, they did. They punctured his lung. On purpose. I, I'm still thinking it's on purpose. I think they just, they wanted Justin Herbert out there, and the owner and Spanos was like, "Do what you got to do." They took him out. And Tyrod Taylor had that team uh, competing too. I remember that because we thought we was playing against Tyrod Taylor. Then you turn it on like eleven four. Like the game was like at three, and at like two forty five, they're like, "Uh, it looks like Justin Herbert's gonna be starting today." I'm like, uh, "What?" <laughs> How do you puncture somebody's lung on accident? Yeah, on accident. Yeah, there's something wrong with their medical staff. They they need help. They really do. They need help. Well, looks like Clarence ain't coming today. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna make it. 
So, all right, Ty. Looks like we, you know, go ahead and land this thing, bro. Yeah. You know, we had some pretty good discussions today. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited for the wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? I hope my I hope my theory isn't true. I hope we sign Chris Jones. I want everybody to know that. Don't be trying to put this, you know, put some narratives on Chris saying that oh he said that you know I want Chris Jones to be a Kansas City Chief for the rest of his career. Like I said, when you're GM, you gotta have Plan B, C, D, F, and G. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you know you 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 get the players you want to keep, and sometimes you can't keep them because they want more money. You know, And, and kudos to them. Get your money. Right. And I don't think he was expecting Chris to ask for thirty million. To be honest with you, I, don't I think, that. yeah, I think that he was expecting. I think they was waiting for the Quentin Williams deal to get done. They saw what he got. They gonna give him a little bit more than Quentin Williams. Well, Chris Jones and his team was like, "Nah, bro, you need to be getting close to Aaron Donald money because you were better than Aaron Donald last year." So. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not mad at Chris, man. Get what you can get, man. Exactly, while you can. Because let's be honest, and on that one-year deal that he has this year, and I don't want this to happen, obviously. You know, I never wish injury on anybody. I'm just saying, it's it's totally possible he goes out there and has, you know, a season-ending injury. He'll never get that kind of money again mm-hmm. if he does. He'll never get close to $30 million. No, I agree. I agree. This is probably going to be his last big contract. Yep. After this, you know, if he continues to play after this contract, you know, if he does get the contract after this one, he'll probably get maybe, you know, two-year deals and, you know, one-year deals, you know, depending on how, you know, good he is at the end of this deal. So definitely something to look out for, man. Yeah, I think one more thing. I'm going to add this real quick. Uh, People are saying, you know, how Veach has the history of not paying guys, you know, past 30. But Chris Jones, to me, you know, there's other guys out there that have done it. Nadama Katsu, Clayus Campbell, you know, there's other interior guys that can they can play till they're like 35, 36 years old and still be productive. Now, obviously, they're not going to put up 15 sacks um, a season, but they can still give you some production. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. You know, you said Cameron Hayward. Um... Yep. Campbell. Yeah, Cam, there's, there's some guys, there's some defensive tackles out there that, you know, played well into their late 30s who are really, really productive or still really good. So, and I think Chris Jones, as long as he, you know, doesn't have any major injuries or anything like exactly. that, and he continues to stay healthy and in shape, I think he still has that trajectory to be, you know, that type of guy. So, I'm not worried about that type of stuff. So, but Joe has a question how the cornerbacks three through five looking. Was Nazi uh, really playing that good? Gonna be missed. Um, from what I see, he was playing really good. Yeah, he was. He, he like he he's you know worked you know worked on his game a little bit in the off season. Faster corners, you know, he ran like a four three in the in the. I think he was probably our fastest corner. Probably um, was. Yeah. Uh, and he was a special – he was the gunner, I think, on special teams. Yeah, and Dave Tubb was talking him up all offseason, how he's, you know, throughout the second half of the season, he was one of the best gunners. Do I think we're going to miss him, though? I mean, in some ways, definitely on the special teams for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we didn't need another starter – you know, what? I, we didn't really need another starting corner. You know, it would have been nice to have, but it's not like we don't have that. You know, like, oh, we got to scramble and go pick up somebody else type thing. No, no. Um, Jalen Watson is still yeah. there. Um, Joshua Williams is still there. We drafted um, the Tamari Connor. But the one kid you do want to watch out for is the Nick Jones kid. Yep. Nick Jones, he has been making plays in training camp. Getting, you know, he's all he was known as a ball hawk. Um, he flipped to the seventh round because he got injured. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he played at that smaller school. Yeah, yeah. He played at small. It was Ball State, right? Yeah. So, but he got hurt last year, so they and, they and a lot of scouts said if he didn't get hurt, he probably would have been a higher pick. So that's, that's somebody to look out for uh, is uh, Nick Jones, like you said, Shamari Connor. He's another one. I think they play him more of a hybrid between corner and safety, you know, tight because he's very versatile. 
He could, you know, get out to the quarterback. He can guard tight ends and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I think we're, we'll be pretty good. We still got the core. Legere Sneed, yep. Trent McDuffie, Jalen Watson, and um, uh, Joshua Williams. Those are the four. <laughs> and if you really wanted to bring in another guy, I, I would go out and get Chris Lammons because you don't, like I said, you don't need a starter. He could fill that special teams role. I think he got signed somewhere. Oh, he did? Yeah, I think he got signed somewhere. He got picked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was thinking that would be good because he already knew the defense. But if he's gone, if he's gone we're going to have to look elsewhere. Yeah. Mike Hughes is still out there. I'm just saying. You watch your damn mouth. <laughs> You dare put that evil on us? Yeah, he's with the Colts. Go figure. <laughs> the Colts got his or Lamons. Lamons. They always pick. pick up all our old players, don't they? Them, I feel like them and Baltimore. Yeah, they do. San Francisco too. Yeah. We always get our old players. How you feel about Marcus Peters on the Raiders? I'm not worried about it. I mean, I think it was a good signing for the Raiders, though. They definitely needed the corner. I don't think he's what he used to be. But... Oh, that's right. You, that, that's, ain't that your boy country? Chris Lemons? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was playing. I didn't mean the Mike Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I did not want to see anybody be in the NFL. You see what you did, Ty? You yeah. Here, country over here, trigger. You mad right now. <laughs> Throwing stuff. <laughs> Punching his phone or something, though. Yeah, but with Marcus Peters, I mean, he is what he is at this point of his career. He's one of those all-or-nothing corners like I talk about with Diggs. He's either going to get an interception or he's yeah. getting cooked for 50 yards. Double move, Mike Peters. Marcus Peters. He always bites. Always. Oh, like, dude, you got to learn. It is what it is, man. All right, man. I don't think it makes them their defense any better, honestly. I mean, I mean, he, he definitely makes their cornerback room better. Yeah, definitely the corner. But the defense as a whole, to me, their no, linebackers, are, their linebackers are still weak. And what about the safeties? I don't even. I can't even name who their safeties are. To be honest with you, I know is Jonathan Abram still there. Or? I threw my leg. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, I don't know. No, he's gone. They got rid of him. I know they got Rocky Sin over there. I know they got um, that one kid that was with the Eagles last year, Epps. Yeah, they did pick him up. But, heard, he he got, wasn't really impressive either. That that was probably the weak point of that Eagles defense <laughs> last year. Uh, yeah, because CJ Garner Johnson was their best safety. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking rough over there. Yeah, and now nice. I think something I was going to bring this up earlier because you mentioned Renfro. I don't know how true this is. It's something I've seen on Twitter. I'm not. I can't remember if it was Dov Kleinman or you know one of those guys posted about the Raiders possibly having to move on from Hunter Renfro. And I was thinking, you know, I know we got a lot of receivers over here, but Renfro is proven, man. They ain't trading him to us, man. <laughs> He's gonna be on the NFC side, holding, you know, catching passes. So get that out your mind, brother. He ain't coming to the church. <laughs> he ain't coming to. The I don't know why they're getting rid of him though. I Me mean, I know, I know he had a down year, but he was hurt most of the season too. But still. and the whole team, Derek Carr had a down year, which caused him to have. I know Devontae Adams still put up his numbers, but I mean that's Devontae Adams, right? And it's funny, you you know, you see chief highlights of training camp, you know, it's down the field passes and stuff. Yeah. They show Jimmy G passes, they're like five yards now. <laughs> <laughs> quick <laughs> out. Quick little out. quick out. A little quick outs of the <laughs> <laughs> He married to just spam that all day. <laughs> Nothing big down the field. That is a slant route. This is a nice little five and out. <laughs> Who? Don't you yeah. care? You know, no, you know, Justin, no, Renfro is way better receiver than Justin Watson. And I was saying it earlier in the chat when you watch Justin Watson play, does anybody else notice how stiff he runs his routes? Like, it just drives me crazy. I've never seen somebody so, like, so stiff. Like, it's like, 
I don't know how to explain it, man, but he's just like stiff as a board when he's out there running his routes. He's got no movement. Yeah, I, you know how I feel about him. I get it. He's serviceable. He's a, he's a veteran. He's got a little speed to him, and he's a good on special teams. I get it. You know, you need receivers like that, but I just wish he would fight for the ball a little bit more. You know, you're six. You what? You're six three, man. Play big, man. I'm playing like you five nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's my only gripe with him. So we'll see though. <laughs> and just the stiffness, man. I just, it's just, I just really when I watched those one on ones the other day, I couldn't help but notice it. I was like, you watch Sky more in one on one, and then you, like you put them next to each other, you you just you can see it. Hey, he running still, but he's still beating some of the. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing on our corners, but he's still beating the corners. <laughs> <laughs> he's beating them. Oh, he did beat J.C. Jackson last year, like I said. But yeah, J.C. Jackson was hurt, though, so yeah, whatever. Um, exactly. All right, man. It's another good show in the books. Yep. Sorry, Clarence couldn't make it, y'all. You know, he's he's a busy man, busy busy man. So hopefully he'll be. It's the next episode. Yeah. Um, same thing with Mark. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he he can show up to the next one. So. All right, man, let's give a shout-out to every morning quarterback. If you look down at the bottom, you'll see the link, emqpodcast.com slash locker-room. If you go to that link, you'll see the locker room access of all the podcasts under the every morning quarterback umbrella. We got a Chargers one, a Patriots one, a Jets one, um, and they got ours, Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Click on the banner. you see all our episodes from the past to the recent ones. Go ahead and you know subscribe and all that good stuff. And also check them out on YouTube. They got their own channel. They talk about everything league-wide, you know, and they talk about college football. They, they give you betting tips for the week, fantasy football stuff too. So go ahead and check them out, subscribe to their channel, and follow them on Twitter at EMQ Podcast down at the bottom. Um, also <clears throat> Whatever streaming platform that you use to listen to your podcast, Arrowhead Chief Podcast is available. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Breaker, iHeart, all of them. Whatever you listen to your podcast on, Arrowhead Chief Podcast is on there. And if you see the sign above Ty, that at yep. Chief Podcast, you can follow us on all social media uh, apps. It used to be Twitter. Now it's X. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's X. Um, and uh, what, what else? Facebook, Instagram, yep. threads, TikTok. TikTok. We're on all of them, baby. We trying to expand global, you know, so follow us. We'll follow you back. Uh, Clarence, we used to say we're not Hollywood. And, uh, and my man, Joe, he said it best. Be Hollywood over here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> drinking champagne out of red cups you know what i'm saying <laughs> no but go ahead follow us we'll follow you back because we are not hollywood over here we are fans just like y'all we're just trying to give y'all the best chiefs content that we can bring y'all you know what i'm saying yeah. there are various many many chief podcasts out here that you can get your content from so we're just trying to give y'all the best that we can bring y'all. You From know a different saying? perspective. From a different perspective, man. You know? So, shout out to all the subscribers out there, all the people who follow us, all the people who hit us up, talk to us, interact with us. Yep. We appreciate y'all, man. Continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, always. Our door is open. Y'all want something up for us to talk about? Hit us up. You know what I'm saying? We'll bring it up. As long as it's within reason, Okay. And remember, talk to us nice and normal. Don't come at us with no static because I'll send Ty to your house. Like I said, I'll send him to your <laughs> house and he'll slap you real quick. He might run to his car, but he'll slap you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for real, <clears throat> I hope everybody has a good rest of y'all week. We got football this week, Thursday. Yeah. Not a fan game. You know what I'm saying? I know it's not real football, but hey, it's football. You know what I'm saying? I might watch a quarter. Yeah. Maybe watch. Watch a series. Watch Zach Wilson throw an uh, interception in preseason. Yeah, there's somebody he's doing good, but I gotta see it. He better, he better be good with Aaron Rodgers. He better do something. 
Yeah, all that damn all them offensive weapons they got over there, he can't throw a pass five yards. Exactly. <laughs> he, he really can't. That's the problem. He can throw the deep ball perfectly. It's yeah. those little layups. He just cannot hit them. Throw, throw a five and out. That's what makes you a quarterback in this league, man. Yeah. You see Jimmy G, he's getting paid. Hey. That's he wins. Alex Smith made a living off of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it works until the playoff come normally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Till next time, we gone.